Nisa la bolivanaka, happy Fijian language week and happy Thursday, 12th of October, 2023. I nearly said 2012. Oh, that would be nice. But the world did end then, so I don't know what to yeah. say about that. It's the Tahi Wasotomalo and Evie celebrating Fijian language week, celebrating life, celebrating that the world didn't end in 2012. Well, it depends who you ask. Yeah. You know, some people might say... Things were never the same after that. Mm. I graduated high school in 2012, so to me, things were never the same after 2012. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, to go get a job and stuff, it sucked. When did I... I would have graduated in 2013 had I stayed. Had you stayed. Yeah, I stayed the whole way through. <sighs> Nothing better, dude. Didn't pass those. I really... You know what? I just wish I stayed long enough to get a... Like, the high school leavers varsity jackets look sick. Oh, yeah. We had to, I'm at so our school... We, I had to get them made myself because no one else wanted to do it. There's a real running theme when you talk to me about high school, which was that I was the head of every single club and ran them all mm. with an iron fist, mm. but never passed anything and never went to class. But I was like, the ball, it's more important. Yeah. <laughs> our Education, ball was sick, though. NCAA level three. Yeah. I had to go back in Leavers the ball. Yeah. Uh, we are rapidly approaching election day, baby. Three days out as we are recording this currently. Saturday, your last chance to vote. If you haven't voted, this is your chance. You can enroll to vote on election day. You don't need your easy vote card when you turn up, although it definitely helps. Uh, you should yeah. vote. Girl, just shop. If you want an easy time, have all your stuff together. If you want to mm. do a little bit of admin when you shop, people there, it's always a nice, like, nice lady, mm. and she'll find your little name for you, mm. and then you'll be sorted, you take your little box, head on your way, but I have found out over the last couple of weeks, since I was talking about how I want to vote on election day, could you mm. get a sausage sizzle, your little sausage, I only found out that they don't do that up here, really. Like, no, we don't really do that. I was, everyone I've talked to who's from the heart is like, yeah, you get a little sausage, get a free sausage. A few mm. people here from the hut in a shocking twist the broadcast industry is full of people from the hut we like to talk mm. but like they call it the super city up here you're even getting a free sausage like you i'm sorry embarrassing your, you get to exercise your democratic right to vote that's good enough in our opinion and a sausage i think mm. and a sticker you don't need a sticker no stickers no sausages still vote though i'm making it sound bad but still vote <laughs> just make your own sausage i guess if you live in auckland yeah, I'm looking forward to voting on election day. It's always like a fun thing. And especially because um, I think a lot of people missed out on voting on election day last time because it was COVID. I can't even So like remember. record numbers went in and advance voted. And this time is like the first time in six years that we got to like, really the majority of people got to go out and vote. So I'm looking forward to it. Make sure you haven't already. And Fijian Language Week, uh, you may have heard me greet you. Nisa la bulubanaka. Bula is a great way to greet your uh, friends, your whanau, your work colleagues. Uh, bula. Happy Fijian language week. Sit is another one of my favorite ones. Sit, sit. sit. It means like, uh, it's like cool. Cool. Yeah, like sit. Like Savons, we say sicky. Fijians say sit. Anyway, we're getting on to the show today. We got a lot going on from water slides to. Dinosaurs or not. Oh, potentially. The dinosaur deniers. <laughs> dinosaur deniers. NL. Beehive. Under our very nose. <laughs> Under our very nose, right? Make sure you stick around for that. Uh, but right now, we're kicking things off with an illustrious guest. Or shall I say, guests. Our illustrious guest today from Manurua High School, Southside, born and raised, world-renowned for dance, uh, won a ton of medals at Worlds, HHI, and have now transitioned to music. Um, you might know them as the O'Neill Twins, but Brooke and Stars, thank you so much for joining us today. That was an intro. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Thanks, Thanks for having bro. us. Nah, it's a real honor to have you in because I, I, like, I've seen your stuff over the years, and then when I saw you were making music, I was like, Whoa! Yeah. I was like, you know, like I was yeah. like, oh, sis. Like, mm. I, I only really got introduced to the world of dance and stuff like that over the last couple of years. Mm. Um, and yous are a, like I said, renowned, mm. like legends of the scene. And you. here you are. We're catching up with you today. Um, you've recently dropped an EP. Tell us a bit about this EP. Oh, <laughs> you can start us off, sis. Um, EP Love Me Back. So it's been in the making for like one and a half years to two years. Um, R&B feels that's the vibe for it and being dancers like we enjoy so many different genres of music so we're mm. not specific to one um, but this one we wanted to be real particular and, and you know just be straight R&B but producing is a whole different game yeah because you've yeah. got to learn music theory um, and all of these other things which was quite overwhelming in the beginning but it still wasn't like you know I didn't think this is going to be impossible because I was always quite familiar with Logic Pro mm. which is a real cool win for us eh? yeah 
but yeah, it's been a journey, eh? <laughs> and you've had some support from an OG of the scene, right? In the music scene? Yeah. You want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, we, we know a few people in the music <coughs> scene. Um, at the beginning of our music career, so 2016 is when we decided we wanted to be artists and we wanted to make music. So it was mm. pretty, like, it's a while ago. Mm. And Vince Harder and Abby Lee Harder asked us, could we sing? We freaked out. But it was a response, there was a response that we had that, um, I guess something clicked in our heads we were like we were so nervous about the idea but we wanted it like so bad mm. and I don't know why we were so nervous because we've been dancing for so long but we never thought it would be an opportunity for us like we didn't think it would be a pathway until our friends like planted like, that seed eh? yeah if you want to do music you can definitely do it even I remember. Stan did the same yeah, thing Stan, he, he, even he asked us girls can you sing and he actually asked us to come over the hotel and sing a for song him. for him. Yeah. This is during him um, judging X Factor. Oh, true. So can you imagine? Like we're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's like, a bit nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come over and sing for us. I'm like, what? And but, even though he's like the bro, we respect him so much um, mm. for his mahi. Mm. And we're like, man, we have to sing in front of you. Ah, oh, fine, okay. We, but you it know, was these people believing in us. Yeah. Um, before, like, so that that did so much for us, and that helps fire, you know. Fight, well, what's the word? Like fuel us mm. to do what we do as well. So it's it's just nice having that extra support, mm. you know. So that's been cool. Like just being quite close with people in the industry, they understand it. Um, they've been doing this for a minute now. Mm. Yeah, so it's been good. I, did, I suppose that having such respected individuals in the scene, like Stan and Vince, and yeah. that, like having them. Like to talk all what you're doing's got to mm. make it an easy leap to make, or was yeah. it still like a Felt like a big risk for you. <coughs> um, am I gonna answer? That? Um, it was like it. That was like kind of, that made us think, man. Like other people believe in us that mm. we could do this. We've we've been dancing for so so long, and and we're hard workers. But like when they were when they were planting these seeds, like bringing up the idea, we're like, man, this is actually what I've wanted for a long time. I just my brain didn't click. But mm. actually, it. Yeah, it did though. Let's take it back to um, we were at the Beyonce concert oh, okay. when she came over like years ago, and we were both just standing there in awe the whole time. And yeah. our best mate Amber, she was there with us. She was just like, you know, having a party, and we we just I couldn't move. I was just like so in awe. like inspired, mm. but I was just like, this is weird because you know we're dancers, but how come I want to be Beyonce? How come, <laughs> I, how come like I'm like you know yeah. like dreaming about that? So it was. We started like channel, like yeah. We, that was a big eye opener for us. And then when we danced for J Lo, um, I don't know what year was that, 2012. Um, that was another thing. So backup dancing. When when you think about a dancer, most people their dream is to be a backup dancer for the biggest stars in the world. Mm. And when we actually did that, I was just like, I don't think this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm. And see all these little, I guess, experiences we're kind of like clicking like we started understanding i don't think you this know is, what's our we started questioning what's our place in the dance industry and we didn't we we're just trying to figure it out and then when music started coming where it start things started to click mm. i was like oh my gosh i think this is what we need to be doing <laughs> like how come i didn't know this before but yeah but it took, it took like that. it like it was a hard transition because it took a lot of faith to believe that we actually could do it mm. like yes you've got the best of the best um saying girls you can do this if you want um and then we've got lavina williams training us in um in vocals lavina i know off. yeah i mean even that was nerve-wracking to ask vina because like she's like the best yeah, right really. <laughs> so i was just like oh my gosh like but we have to stand said you got to be trained by the best if you want the best you got to mm. hit up lavina i'm like okay fine so we took all of these like little steps of faith and like with a whole lot of hope if we're going to do this let's just go all in like mm. we're not going to do this half pie we never like we're doing anything half pie, half pie. Yeah. so we're like well, let's just go full in so yeah it took a lot of faith to actually take that step and to keep taking that step um but we could just feel like there was a whole lot of peace knowing that this is what we're meant to be doing mm. and we were so excited and i think yeah. when we first began dan- um when we first began dancing when we were seven we were so excited this mm. was that same excitement mm. you know so we're like man this is actually this is actually what we want to yeah. do for the rest of our lives so yeah a real cool discovery that's it's 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 nice to hear that i suppose you got to experience stuff before you find who you really are 100%. and i think hearing that music is like something you really actually love is like such a special thing and i think translates well into the music i think there's Mm -hmm. it it doesn't sound like a 
it doesn't sound like you just made it because you wanted to try music. Mm. It sounds like you actually really considered how the project would sound in its entirety. Yeah. And two, seeing like your rollout and things like that and the marketing that you put behind it is like really cool. Really <laughs> oh, thank really, like, you. That there's, there's, like, yeah, there's the behind the scenes footage of like the radio station interviews and I was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that's gangster. Like, that's so cool. Oh, like, that means it's coming from you. So thank yeah, you. But I, I suppose too, like if you started working on this in 2016, mm. was it a case of oh, it's not ready, or was it a case of, ah, oh, we can do better, or we're too afraid to put this out? What what was the reason it took so long for this us is, to finally get music? That's a great I question. Love question. Because, well, we started off, it was a different journey yeah, so when we began, we right? all were Sony in 2016 too, so they actually had faith in us, they believed in us too, but we weren't ready for this mm. whole music industry. Um, you know, we were grateful for the opportunity to be signed, we were grateful to make music with Vince and have management, but it felt like we weren't ready for this journey you know we couldn't i just feel like we needed to find out who we were as artists not just make music because now mm. we're signed i'm like nah we need to find out who we are we need to really figure out what we want to um share with the world so we ended up moving to sydney and then dance took off for us over there mm. so music had to be put on a hold and that's okay we understood that it was going to be a season of dance full-on and obviously you know survival like you know you gotta like do the mahi and dance mm. was just doing it for us at that time so yeah that's why the long break bro and also we always wanted to make music ourselves and not have to rely on other producers and things like that so yeah. I knew at some point I'm gonna have to learn everything and I'm gonna have to just stay in the cave for a few years and like you know just learn everything mm. and study and ha- and stuff like that so when COVID hit that's I guess the first time we had the opportunity to do that, Brooke was still working for us, like teaching a lot, and I was just studying mm. how to produce and all of these things, learning how to play the guitar, the keys, and all of that stuff. So it worked out really well, eh? Mm. But that's why the break, we weren't ready at that point in 2016. We felt like we just, you know, we needed to find ourselves. And yeah, I think we moved back here. Where? 2021. End of 2021. Yeah. And um, started making this EP. And now we're here, it's out, and like now we're not stopping. It's like all of our consistency for us. And now that we make the music ourselves, we can say confidently we're, we're going to be consistent. We don't mm. have to, you know, um, rely on other people to make it happen. It sounds like you girls are adamant that music is your future. So mm. what does that mean for dance in your future? Is it, mm. or are you still hoping to hold on to that? Um, uh, and that's, Your questions are on. They're the best. Um <laughs> Thank you. That was actually a transition too because a, a lot of our following, they follow us for our dancing, mm. you know. Um, and these days, socials is like our online CV. Like that's how people, yeah. you know, if yeah. you want to book mahi, if you want to, um, whatever you want to do, they go straight to Instagram. And sadly, it's a lot of it's got it's got something to do with your following, right? If you've got a heap of followers, people just like are more interested in whatever mm. it is that you have to give. It makes sense. It does make sense. But like sometimes that can be like, the main thing it's all about the numbers yeah 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 but anyway so our dancing that's what i think a lot of our audience wanted wanted to see but then we actually we've got bad knees and over the years it's gotten worse and worse um i did we've had surgery on our knees three Mm. surgeries each we had the same problem yeah yeah i mean that's not something we show all over social media because we love what we do we love dancing we love dancing Uh, we love putting up videos um we love entertaining we love that in a nutshell so but it came to a point where like we couldn't balance the both like Mm. dance and music it's so hard when you want to be the best and what you want to be great at something you actually have to focus on that Mm. that's why we became like the best at what we do in dance Mm -hmm. is because that's all we focus on we sacrifice everything like um our beginning stages in new zealand like we're not getting paid for our gigs Mm. we're just getting our name out there to make sure that people know who we are and then all of a sudden people know who the o'neill twins are don't have a lot of money in our bank at that point Mm. but people know who we are so that's us building our cv and then when we're starting to run our own projects that's when we start making you know money Mm. from what we do same thing with music you know so i love dance and um, we want to keep dancing forever as long as we can, but it's like within like parameters because mm. our knees won't allow for us to dance the way we used to. Mm. And it's not even an age thing. We're like young, well, mm. nearly thirty, but we think we're pretty young. Um, yeah, that that would be young. <laughs> uh, unless you ask like a ten-year-old, they'd be like, "Man, you're old." Yeah. Like, well, I suppose like when you've been dancing for that long, it's yes, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Eh? Like your body's and it's gonna actually take a genetic a... thing with us. It I is. find oh, way. It is. Mum side, nah. Um, but yeah, we've just we just have to manage it, eh? Um, no excuses. Yeah, but yeah. we want to keep dance. We love dance just yeah. as much as music. Mm. They're both the same love for us, but it's now not what people expect and maybe not, you know, 
hopefully people come around and like and and still are entertained by what we do but it's not going to be like knee drops um, or what, yeah. we, what we used to be able knee to drops do back in, in the particular. Day. Right? That's what you thought about. Straight away, I'm like, knee drops, Cutting shapes, maybe. Well, like, knee I, drops. No. I did a lot of dancing in heels, oh, yeah, yeah. you know? And, like, that's floor work, that's, you know, but that's a real, that's intense on my knees, too. So, yeah. um, yeah. I'll, I, yeah, we're just going to keep doing what we can dance wise, ASAS. Yeah. yeah. Do I suppose you don't need a choreographer if you make your own music no, videos in that area. Yeah, easy, easy. Save some money there. And, and we can choreograph around the injuries as well, so yeah. we're all good. It's exciting to see you two put that into music. And mm. as a fan of music, I'm really excited for what this means for the music scene in Aotearoa. I'm very mm. excited for what the two of you have in the future. Um, Love Me Back, the EP. It's out now, all streaming platforms. Let's go. Um, you let it slip that there might be more music on the way. Are you saying? <laughs> yeah, Already? there is, there is, there is oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Get excited. Those physio appointments, eh? <laughs> yeah. Actually. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. XCC, what are you playing now? Um, yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, don't forget to stream Love Me Back, the EP available on all streaming platforms. Like I mentioned, where's the best place for fans to follow you and stay up to date with you? Social media, yeah, Instagram. that's the best thing. All oh, socials, all Spotify, Apple, wherever you find music. Mm -hmm. um, but socials is good because that's where we update everyone. This yeah. is new music. These are the dates. Yeah. And that tag is? Brooke and Stas. But with an X. So it's Brooke X Stas. Don't search up O'Neill Twins. Everyone, I think everyone <laughs> might still like the O'Neill Twins, but yeah, it's yeah, Brooke yeah. and Stas. <laughs> nice. No, well, hey, thank you so much again. Um, we're getting back into, the, back into the show. Moving on from illustrious guests to even more illustrious water slides. You know the Tahi. We love a slide. We do love a slide. Like to go fast. Like to go... Live, live life dangerously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the more yeah, dangerous yeah. the slide, the more enticing it is, right? The more people that have been harmed on it, the more likely I am to hit that slide. It's actually true. You do talk about that a lot. Yeah. Like, we were having a conversation just before about a water slide park where all these people died and saw a model. It's like, yeah, I want to get on it. It puts the excitement <laughs> to here. Because you know what? Like, some, like, the, here's my thing. You hit 40, you hit that midlife crisis, and you're like, I need to live life to the edge. Mm. You know where I'm going? I'm going Ham the Springs, baby. Water slide. I'm gonna, I want to go on... Okay, Ham the Springs, water slide, not dangerous. But my midlife crisis is going to consist of not skydiving, not, like, beer, ch chest, like, horse riding. I'm going to, like, hit the like the most dangerous amusement parks. That's yeah, where it's I'm around the world. Off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into yeah. that. Yeah, I'm I into wonder that. what... I think my midlife crisis will just be, like, getting heaps of plastic surgery. I'll probably need surgery after all the water slides. Yeah, well, Get depends how that goes. But anyway, Hamner Springs uh, Water Park down there is spending $3.3 million Huge. on a brand new water slide. Turns out their last slides had been there for 27 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Same age as you, right? Oh, oh shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been alive the whole time. You've been alive. And my knees are sore, so I can't imagine how that slide's doing. The knees on oh, that slide, mate. girl. Clicking and clacking. Clickety, clackety, clack. 3.3 million seemed like a lot to me, but when I considered that their last slide had been there for that long, I was kind of like, okay, so this is like a big investment. They said something like 17 million people had slid down that slide or something Slowed. like that. Slowed. <laughs> Slowed. As we like to say in the slide community. Slowed. <laughs> the slide community. We're the slowest. The extreme slide community, you'd know it's slowed. Um, it looks sick. It looks so sick. It looks so sick. I really am excited too to see water parks still getting love. Yeah, man. So out out the hut, everyone is, knows exactly what I'm about to say. H2O Extreme, the ultimate swimming pool adventure, mm. the coolest place on earth, hasn't been updated for like 20 years. I didn't realise that. But they're doing a whole... Re what? Jesus, Harry just running into oh, our show. Harry. I want to join on water park chat. I was just oh, talking okay. about... Well, let me finish about H2O yeah. Extreme. Yes. Basically, they're redoing it. <laughs> That's the end of the story. Nice. It's costing heaps of money and they have to update their Facebook almost daily to be like, hey, we aren't open. It's going to be cool, though. And then eventually it will be really cool. And we'll all go on a road trip down there. Harry, go. Um, we were talking the other day that I'd never been to Hastings and I just got sign off last night from my girlfriend Chantel that she's going to take me to Splash Planet over New Year's. Nice. Huge. I love Splash Planet. So I'm very excited for As that. As I mentioned mm. about my perfect day, mm. it does involve me going to the water park and the mm. water park I had in mind, Splash Planet, baby. 
They, oh, they, you can't even see the map of Splash Planet on their website at the moment because they've been doing remodeling the nice. last little bit. So I'm going to be one of the first people to go on all the new stuff. Mm. I'm really excited for you, Harry. I'm glad that you sprinted in here Thank to tell you. us that. Yeah. Right, run a, out of there. There's a slide at the Glenfield YMCA that I've always considered. Like, we don't have Waimea anymore. There's a Is lot it, of water So I there. actually don't know much about Waiwera. Yeah. So people from Auckland have mentioned it a lot, and I don't know what I it think is. Aucklanders go there a lot. I don't know. I've never been. I heard. I never well, went. Isn't, isn't it closed? Yeah, it was like owned by like I think the mafia owned it or something. There was like rumors that like some Russian mafia owned it or something like I that. I love a good conspiracy yeah, there theory were started tons by a teenager. Of, there were tons of rumors. No, I actually think that like there was what? some like validity to it. Like they were like like a Russian oligarch bought it or something like that and didn't cool. do anything with it. So like yeah, so now it's just getting demolished apparently because like um it's like abandoned, but people keep trying to go down. The water slides <laughs> it's like super dangerous <laughs> so anyway and the springs i respect your decisions to invest in water slides and i would like to see more wealthy but forget space yeah forget space make a gangster water park yes yes the more dangerous the better yeah. live life on the edge i was born at a very young age couldn't even <laughs> walk couldn't even talk couldn't even hold my head up you know, traumatizing times. But I do remember, I watched a lot of TV as a kid. Mm. And over the last wee while, especially like getting to know like you and Waimirirangi and Harry, like I don't know that anyone watched the shows that I watched as a kid. And it makes it's making me feel quite lonely. Mm. Uh, but then again, I remembered, I've got a microphone and I'm allowed to talk in it. So there's some stuff I watched as a kid. Did you ever watch A Troll in Central Park? It was the best movie. It's made by the guy who made Fantasia. You don't know Fantasia either. Oh my goodness. This is worse. <laughs> it's worse than I thought. But it's about a little troll and he has magic powers to make things grow with his green thumb. And then an evil witch who was actually slaying. And she had an awesome song. She's like, I'm the queen of mean. And I was really into it. Um, she like sends him to Central Park, like get out of here, go live in ooh, Central Park. But he makes friends with two children and, and they learn the power of friendship and the power of the environment and they beat the evil witch and it's really nice. And I feel like I watched that movie hundreds of times. Like one time when I was five, I got hives and I couldn't go anywhere for days because mm. I was a lump and I just watched Troll in Central Park and The Road to El Dorado back to back. You watch El Dorado? Road to El Dorado, yeah, yeah. Troll in Central Park... No. And Look, Fantasia, no. Missing me. That's, I mean, what, okay, Mew Mew Powers. <laughs> I didn't think that you would have seen Mew Mew Powers, yeah. but it's like, even as an anime girly, and I talked to my other friends who were into anime as a kid, they also didn't watch Mew Mew Powers. Mm. It was so cool. It was about a group of friends that all had different powers. Mm. And a shocking twist, it's an anime about a group of friends where everyone has powers. But like, in hindsight, that show was a weirdly kind of sexual. Like, I watched, like, when I was thinking about this the other day, I watched some clips and I was like, oh, jeez, okay, mm. all right, maybe not. But I just feel like no one saw it. Did you ever watch, <laughs> still going, did you ever watch the Pirates of Penzance, like musical, <laughs> Gilbert Sullivan play? No. Was I the only child who only watched British plays from the 1800s as a kid? Did no one else do that? No, because I think. Because Pirates think of Penzance were... is so good. Mm. It's so good. Great songs about pirates. Mm. And the whole storyline, get this, you gotta get this. The storyline is about this guy, and he um, works. He's a pirate, and it's his, coming up to his twenty-first birthday. So he doesn't have to be a pirate anymore. He's like, I'm aging out. I'm gonna do something else. But then they realise that not only did he become a pirate because someone made a spelling mistake instead of pilot, um, but that he was born on the 29th of February. So actually, he's only five, and he has to stay being a pirate. And there's a great song about that called A Paradox. Huh? Huh? You want to watch it? No. Yeah? You want to get into it? I do no? not want to watch that. Um, okay, Fern Gully. No. Is that a New Zealand? Nah, it's just, it's like a really good movie. Again, it's about the environment. It's all left-wing propaganda, really. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. But it's like, like it was a movie about the environment. They saved the environment. Stay woke. Stay woke, yeah. Oh. Thumbelina. You watch Thumbelina? No. Girl. Bananas and pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank God for that. Yeah, slay, wiggle, um, slay. Nico, hard to kill. What's that? Under siege, under siege two. Oh yeah. Uh, Steven Seagal. 
that was my childhood. I love Steven Seagal, man. Yeah. Those movies are so good. I like that in every single movie, there's just some like outrageously hot woman, and like she is somehow into Steven Seagal. Mm. But there's a great bit I can't remember which one it's in, but you might know where the, he has to find this like code, but it's tattooed on the chest of a very gorgeous, beautiful woman, and in order for him to get the code, the code she must disrobe in front of him. Mm. It gets funnier when you understand that he wrote that scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, he wrote, all he wrote it all. Dude, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a, I didn't have, we didn't really have cartoons in my house. It was um, my dad's old VHS tapes of uh, like Muhammad Ali boxing tapes and <laughs> and Steven Seagal movies. That was all we sincerely had in my like. Based if it was on what I know about your dad. That checks out super hard. Yeah, yeah. it was. We did, like if there weren't cartoons on TV at the time, well, I able to the VHS box. I was watching a lot of World War Two documentaries. Oh, from, yeah, man. Keep my parents, both of them, keep them away from a World War Two doco. Like it was all me and my sister have this weird innate knowledge about World War Two just in our bones mm. because we were just forced <laughs> to know so much about it. Yeah, I may not have been able to relate to you with some of these series you watched that honestly sound made up. They're real, but. We can relate on children who were given too much access to history. Yeah, man. So, in case you missed it, obviously Aotearoa being in the midst of our electoral season, uh, a lot of international news regarding politics has sort of been lost in the wind. And over in Australia, they're currently in the midst of a referendum. Now, what is this referendum? It's the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. So this Saturday, our election day as well, the Australians will have their say in a referendum about whether to change the constitution to recognise the first peoples of Australia by establishing a body called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice. Voters are basically going to be asked to vote yes or no on a single question. The question on the ballot paper will be a proposed law to alter the constitution to recognise the first peoples of Australia by establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice. Do you approve this proposed alteration? What would the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice do? The voice will give an independent advice to the parliament and government. It will be accountable and transparent and will work alongside existing organizations and traditional structures. Uh, It will be set up uh, by being chosen by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people based on the wishes of local communities. It will be representative of the community, gender balanced and include youth and will be empowering, community led, inclusive, respectful and culturally informed. That is the goal of The Voice. Uh, It will be interesting to see how this one sort of pans out in the what we've seen in the media over the last couple of weeks, it has been a highly contested and debated uh, hot topic, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So we will see how this pans out on Saturday when Australians at the voting booth for this referendum, uh, but we'll probably also be busy with our big, yeah. our big election, which is obviously very close and I've, nearly over. I've got a really unrelated side note, but the word referendum... You know those words? I think it would be a lovely name if it didn't mean referendum. Whenever, like, whenever, I hear, referendum. whenever I hear referendum, I just think of the flag. Oh, my god! Every time. I think of Laser Kiwi. The flag referendum. Oh, that, my God. That, I like, forgot about that. I nobody out, can use the word referendum anymore. John Key secured that for himself. Trademarked. Tra- Dude, like, I like it's a great brand move. I also just love that, like, the thing I do remember that we all remember is just Laser Kiwi. As a nation, we haven't been more united under a flag since Laser Kiwi, so we should have just made that the flag, because we all liked it and thought it was fun. It was just... It made international headlines, Laser Kiwi. And I just envision some, like, student in Dunedin. Big night out. It was made on MS Paint as well. It wasn't even on Photoshop. And people have printed real flags of it. I feel like the creator probably should have gone on to copywriting it sooner. Yeah, well, but they were probably, like, 11. They wouldn't know much. No, I, Unless they're I, like I, a shark, I have a I, shark tank watcher. I, I very much feel like this was somebody in their mid 20s. <laughs> like, it's just it was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and now joining us in the studio, our illustrious third host, Y Meridangi. Uh, you caught up with one of our illustrious guests. Yes, so I had a chat with um, Moko Tepania, the first 
Māori and the youngest elected mayor of the far north district. Um, and he was, well, he's flying back from the UK today, but at the time when we spoke, he was in like a busy London cafe, very like mahi man vibes you yeah, know like yeah, over yeah. in london doing it <laughs> he like took you on a bluetooth headset <laughs> he had oh no 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 he, he didn't have yeah <laughs> but he was so easy to talk to um and we talked a little bit about the recent award he received at the one young world summit as like one of the top politicians um in the world young politicians in the world of the year and we also just talked a little bit about some of his general mahi it was a good chat well without further ado let's have a listen to that interview so I'm joined now with the Mayor of the Far North, Moko Te Pania, um, who's in the UK at the moment. Kia ora, Moko. Kia ora, kia ora. A couple of things people may know you from is being elected um, the youngest and the first Māori Mayor of the Far North District, and last week being named one of the world's top young politicians of 2023 at the One Young World Summit in Northern Ireland. Congratulations. Those are some pretty mean things to be known for. Oh, hey, thank you very much. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get into some of that a bit more, but just so people can get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, ko wai kwe no hia kwe. Where are you? Who are you and where are you from? Oh, I'm here in the United States. I'm here in uh, so I'm blessed to be from both of Northland's beautiful coasts, the wild west coast, Mitsumiti and North Wakanga on mum's side, and the easy breezy east coast, uh, Whangaroa Harbour on dad's side, um, and live in the heart of Ngāpuhi and the heart of uh, the far north in Kaikohe. Um, and growing up, what did you want to be? I think it doesn't every kid who grows up want to be an all black, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. at some point in their life. Or a yeah. black friend, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, no. Wanted to join the Air Force and be a pilot at one point there as well. Went to a careers expo and got told by the um, the Air Force guy, oh, do you wear glasses? Oh, you can never be a pilot. Sort of like, oh, okay, well, there goes that dream, you know. <laughs> it took a while to decide what I wanted to do before I finally went into teaching. Did I read somewhere, or is it just rumours, that you also were thinking about being a butcher? I had a gap year after um, seven form after year 13 and went over to Brisbane. My mum and dad were living there at the time, been there for about 10 years. And I started at uh, Butcher's, kind of started an apprenticeship. No, <laughs> well, I was there, sort of said, oh, I'm not going to go back home to uni. I think I'll just stay here by you guys. Until I realised that I didn't want to be a butcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you go from, um, yeah, all black to Air Force, butcher, and then how did you, like, get into governance? Yeah, all right, man, this was about four years ago now, right? I'd moved to Kaikohe, had been teaching at Tukurukopa for Māori or Kaikohe for a couple of years, and um, council elections came around, and I told my mate, hey, um, our deputy principal, you know, everyone in this town, you should run for council. You could do a better job than whoever's in there. I don't know who they are. And she said, nah, bro, you should run for council. And that's how it started. And then uh, nominations closed like a couple of days of the next day. So I put my name forward and ended up winning the election to get on to council to represent Kaikui Hokianga. Ended up uh, running for mayor as well. And I um, saw that you're also currently um, studying your Master's in Education as well, is that right? Yeah, so how do you yeah, balance yeah. your mahi like as a mayor and being a student? You know what, I decided that I wanted to get my Master's before I decided that I was going to run to be the mayor of the funnel. So there was a little bit of overlap there for a bit, um, yep. right through the election campaign period. Actually, I was in wow. the middle of um, assignments and stuff like that. But I've just finished. I've just got my results back uh, only a couple of weeks ago. So really oh, stoked that awesome. I've passed. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, good on you. Like I mentioned, yeah, so you're currently in the UK. Um, you just attended the One Young World Summit last week. How's that whole experience over there been for you? Oh, you know, I, I don't take it for granted that this is a what has been a once in a lifetime experience. I um I kick myself now. I mean, lucky I didn't, but I almost didn't accept this nomination that came through for this award. Eh? I was just thinking, oh heck, I'm, I've only been there for a few seconds, and I'm doing a job that I would expect anyone and everyone who's in a space like this to do as well. So why should it be more worthy of recognition than anyone else who's doing this work? And then I kind of got a slap from my mates and my whanau and we're like, no, you have to accept that. Like, that's not, a, that's not about you. Like, if, if you don't accept that, then that's like a slap to the um, to the community that you represent mm. and the mahi that you're doing and the people who believe in you. So like, oh, okay, sorry, yeah. I'm going to accept this award. 
lo and behold, ended up being one of the five winners, which has been um, absolutely wow. amazing. I mean, the summit itself, over 2,000 young leaders from around um, the world met together in Belfast and Northern Ireland. And I was just blown away by how amazing a, one young leaders are across the world and the mahi everyone's doing, but two, just the experience and the the, um, the shared experiences that, you know, you meet people. I, I met New Zealanders too. I was just blown away by, hey, um, been amazing. Wow, yeah. Yeah, you've got to listen to the aunties, eh, when they're like, nope, you're going over there, you're receiving that award. <laughs> or you'll get a clip around the ears maybe. But yeah. I also saw that, um, oh, yeah, so the award you received recognises five outstanding leaders aged 18 to 35, making a um, positive impact on youth and encouraging them to become involved in politics. And I saw that when yeah, that first email came through to tell you that you've been nominated, that you thought it was a spam. So what was it like when you found out, like, oh, this is legit, this is really happening? Like, where were you when you found out? Oh, I was, I was um, at home when I got the email. Well, both of us, when I got the original email to say it's been nominated, you didn't accept, accept by the state, and then the email to say, oh, guess what, you're one of these winners. Um, I was just blown away. I was actually in disbelief. And I said, oh, guess what, to my whanau, is at the kitchen table. Like, oh, what? I remember that award thing? Oh, yeah, I, like, won. My son is like, no way. They thought I was lying. You were like, typical, like, nah. That sort yeah, of stuff yeah, doesn't yeah. happen. So, like, people who live in Clankwell here, you know, but yeah. no, it was really cool. Oh, awesome. And um, why is it important to you for Dangatahi to be engaged in, or involved in politics? Oh, do you know what? We, we sit around the table and we make multi million dollar decisions year in, year out that are going to affect our communities mm-hmm. for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And guess what? Not all of us are going to be sitting around the table in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. But do you know who are? Aurangatahi. So it's incredibly important that we involve them in our decision making, involve them in the decisions that we're making today because it's going to affect them. It's going to affect our mokupuna. Um, shout out to Councillor uh, Fisher from Rotorua Lakes Council and his hashtag making mokupuna decisions. Mm. Like, it's about being good ancestors. It's about making good decisions because uh, we look at the short history of our country. Like, being over here, I've been blown away about how old these countries are, right? Aotearoa is incredibly young, which means we have incredible opportunities to make sure that our country is the best place it can be for our mokupuna, for those who are going to come after us. After us. So, man, we've got to include the youth, we've got to include the rangatahi in the decision making, it's so important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I saw in your acceptance speech you mentioning that making mokupuna decisions for people who might not really know, like, what does that actually mean? Oh, it's about making intergenerational decisions that may not be the popular decision at the time and place, right? But making mokupuna decisions is about making decisions that are going to benefit. It's like being um, inherently selfless and that the decision you make actually is one that is going to benefit those who are going to come after you and that you might not actually get to see see or reap the benefits from yourself. Yeah, definitely. In your opinion, how do we get rangatahi engaged in politics? Oh, and you know what, this is is one where I need a a walk and talk with my own council too. You know, we've got a youth council that... um, for a long time, actually, has sort of just been something on the side that we haven't supported, so we need to strengthen that. If I'm going to accept the global award over here and the other side of the planet saying, hey, guess what, I'm championing youth inclusion in politics, and then my own youth council isn't really being supported in my organisation, we've got to change stuff like that. But I find that it's just it's, it's having a genuine interest um, in engaging and listening to rangatahi voices. For me, it's being myself, right, I'm a teacher, so I'm always... Um, excited to hear about what youth want to do, where they want to go, what they want to see, who they want to be. And it's about being there in every single interaction that you have with a young person in the far north. And Kaiko is the youngest town in Aotearoa. We have the youngest median age in the country. So, um, you know, it's, it's beautiful being able to hear, hear what our rangatahi want to do. Um, I've said this before, like when I first ran for council, um, teaching at Te Kura Kaupapa Māori o Kaikoe, I'd have little kids come up to me and being like, what the heck's going on with all these pictures of you around town, right? When you put your hoarding back. And I'm so proud of the fact. My first election campaign, I had 50 signs across Kaikou here with Younger. I didn't have a single one tagged. But I'm proud of the fact I didn't get one tagged. But I also yeah. was looking forward to one getting tagged. And I was like, <laughs> what's wrong with these kids around here? Like, they're not tagging me up. 
And then for my mural campaign, I had like 350 signs across the whanau. And I had only like two tagged up. And they weren't tagged by rangatahi. They were were like destroyed by adults, you know. So Mm. uh, it's just having a genuine interest and ensuring that you give positive energy into rangatahi to say, man, who do you want to be? You can be anyone you want to be. We're so proud of you. And look at all the potential you have. And you know what? One day... Heck, you could be the mayor. Do you know what? One day, you could even be the bloody prime minister if you want. Like, that's, that, the, um, the possibilities are limitless. As being a community leader and a role model for rangatahi, what do you think some of the most important qualities are in a good leader today? Oh, do you know what? Um, we've got Hakatoki and Te Māori that say this, right? Like, ko te kaa te rangatira he pōrero, ko te mahi a te rangatira he tiritanaiwi. It's about... Um, walking the talk it's about actively listening it's about following sometimes too leadership isn't always about being at the front which is like a well a little bit hypocritical to say when you're at the front center stage in front of the world uh, over here on the other side of the world right but but it is i mean it, it's about being a servant leader at times but um one thing my nana always says you know is um the creator gave you two years two eyes but only one mouth so that means that you've got to listen and observe twice as much as you actually mm. speak cool yeah and at the tahi we talk a lot about music waiata so just a little bonus part what kind of music do you like listening to i would get a smack and a half if i didn't give a shout out to some of our local talent back home yes so i'm gonna give a shout out to mohi allen oh mohi um, yeah mohi, yeah Oh my gosh, um, Ataro, his wife's Ataro. Mohi, his parents live just down the road from me in Kaikuhi. Oh, really? uh, so, and he, he used to work at Kurakoko Pomori or Kaikuhi as well. So, to see him on the rise and to see the beautiful content that he's creating, um, mm. and then just the intricacies of like Tereo, like of mixing Tereo in English as well, his wife are going off. So, they I really love listening to homegrown content. Yes, no, yeah, yeah, I'm a Mohi fan as well. But yeah, thank you so much for your time. You're a legend, you're doing some amazing mahi. And as a young Māori rangatahi, it's so cool to see young Māori faces doing incredible things and being recognised globally. So congratulations, tēnā koe, and all the best with your future mahi. Hey, What is your favourite dinosaur? Um... Oh, Triceratops is pretty gangster. Um, there's a couple other ones with really funny names, like something Opidophilus or something like that, that mm-hmm. I think are pretty cool. I think the funnier name, the more likely I am to enjoy them. Yours? Um, I quite like, are they a pterodactyl or is that the Pokemon named after No, a pterodactyl is the one that can fly. All right, yeah. cool. I like that one. Yeah, nice. Um, I like uh, raptors. Mm-hmm. I think that they're quite slay. And I like T-Rexes. You know who else likes T-Rexes? Who, Evie? Christopher Luxon, allegedly. Allegedly. So we have to just get into it. It's just really funny. It's just one of those things. So earlier in the week, Guy Williams, host of uh, New Zealand Today. Investigative journalist. Investigative journalist. uh, And produced the best quote from a TV show of all time. And we all know which one I'm talking about, and I can't say it on this show. Mm. But anyway, he he heard a rumour that years ago when Christopher Luxon was a, the CEO of Air New Zealand, an ad was made, like a safety ad, with mm. dinosaurs, and he vetoed it because allegedly he doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Mm. This was the rumour. This is the rumour, okay? And so Guy Williams, New Zealand Today is even filming right now. The bro just goes and he's like, i got to find this out. i got to mm. get to the bottom of this. And he goes and asks Christopher Luxon, like on camera, like outside a building, and he's like, do you believe in dinosaurs? And Luxon goes, I like T-Rexes. And then Guy goes, but do you believe in dinosaurs? And he's like, I like T-Rexes. And then laughs and then just gets in the car and drives away. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, you didn't answer the question. Luxon's like, all right, goodbye. And it's like, look, not a good look for a guy who wants people to think he believes in dinosaurs, Mm. right? Like, it looks like from that... Oh, I don't know if he believes in dinosaurs, but the funniest bit is he's had to go around and do like presses. Yeah, on his to be press like, tour. I do think dinosaurs are real and yeah. people don't believe him. Yeah, and like, it's like genuinely like headline story. Like, in the press gallery, he's like actually getting asked, they're like, do you believe in dinosaurs? Like, Guy Williams has created a genuine piece of like news with his journalism and we respect it. We love it. it. We love that show. And I it's love an important it. question. Does our Prime Minister believe in dinosaurs? Or uh, our, our 
prime minister, prime ministerial candidates. Is that the word I'm looking for? Let's just say, I does wanna... the leader of the National Party mm. believe in dinosaurs? And mm. it's up in the air, girl. Mm. It's up in the air. He says he does, but I kind of think it's funnier to act like he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Whether he does or not is irrelevant to me because it's a really funny story. Like, it's one of those things where it's it's pretty inconsequential in a lot of ways. Like, whether he does or doesn't, like, in a lot of ways, it's like, well, what's our dinosaur policy? Mm. I don't actually know. Mm. Minister of Dinosaurs, Ross from Friends. Like, mm. I, I don't know. Um, but it was making me think about, like, what is something really inconsequential about you? Like a sort of non-issue thing that you either believe or don't believe that you think might start rubbing people the wrong way, such as the dinosaur saga has for mm, Luxor. Mm. You got anything? Uh, no. No. No, he's a perfect prime ministerial candidate. It's all my love for prime minister. Mine is that, like, I just don't believe in my glasses. I don't mm. identify as a glasses wearer, mm. so I don't ever wear my glasses. Mm. And, like, can I see? No. But I've, like, deluded myself into being like, I can see, this is fine. Then I whack on my glasses and I'm like, whoa, 4K, it's like a Marvel movie. Like, mm. it's crazy. Um, but I just don't wear them because I just don't identify as a person who has glasses. And people, I hear you, oh, get contacts. Mm. Girl, you think I'm going to remember to take my contacts out before I go to bed? You don't know a damn thing about me. Mm. You think I'm going to look after the contacts after I take them out of my eye? You don't know a damn thing about me, girl. It's not going to work. I'm going to give myself an infection. It's going to be bad. So I just drive around. I just live through life just kind of blind. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm okay with that because it means I think I look a lot better than I do. Do the rest of us road users believe that? That... I do wear my glasses when I'm driving. Okay. I do. Allegedly. No, I do. Allegedly, I do. See, that, I'm see, that's what I mean. I'm not buying it, you know. But that, see, Hello. it's happening right now. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like kind of inconsequential. Like, oh, I don't wear my reading glasses to read. I just read badly. But it's mm. like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. What does that mean? Mm. But I do wear my glasses to write. I'm like, everyone, make sure everyone, mm. everyone definitely, definitely knows that. Um, but yeah, contact's not going to work. Um, I have the opposite of body dysmorphia. I think I look way better than I do. Is that also body dysmorphia? I don't know. I don't know either. Don't anyway, know. that's it. Luxon, does he believe in dinosaurs? Has anyone asked Hipkins if he believes in dinosaurs? There's answers that we require before we hit that voting booth this mm. Saturday. And hopefully we get them. Mm. Okay, so we are at the end of the show. We're about out of time. But before we leave, we should inform you that our uh, chief editor, our top dog, the big man, Daddy Harry Matua, is on his way out. He's not quitting. He's not leaving. But, well, well, he's leaving, but he's not quitting. A little Easter egg. I plan to, on my personal Instagram story, tomorrow at the airport, put up a little story. And it's going to be like a photo of my ticket and my bags and maybe a little selfie in there, like my face in there. And be like, like many other young Kiwis, I'm taking the big move over to London. Um, I'm not really a goodbyes person, so this is your warning. But um, catch you all later. And then because I'm essentially a chicken shit, there'll be a slide up about five minutes later that's just like JK we'll see you in five weeks you gotta you gotta post that you gotta post that when they tell you to put your phone on airplane airplane mode that's when you gotta post it and then when you land and you get that new sim card in that's when you go JK JK oh it's alright I'll see I'll see I'll see how many people insta message real fans of the Tahi are real friends of Harry because they'll know this when they see it yeah, but I wanted to jump on because I think, again, another thing for the real fans of Tahi to understand the dynamic of the team. Um, yeah, I guess traditionally you think boss, you think like, okay, there's boss and then there's a little tear break and it's the, the, the underlings, the staff members, you know. Mm. But that's not really how we do things at the Tahi. Um, it's very much a sum of all parts. Mm. I think the team is really, really strong and everyone brings... It's such a different skill set and such a different um, perspective that everyone is just so, so important. So rather than it being like, I don't know, more of a problem for me to go away on leave than you guys, it's exactly the same, you know? Like I have as much faith that the place is going to keep ticking and if anything, excel um, with me going away as anyone else going away. So yeah, I'm really not not too concerned about um, the Tahi not going super strong while I'm away and Part of that as well is um, this awesome person to my left, 
Um, well, to the right on the camera. Cause it is this my moment? This is your moment, maybe, a little bit. I'm the boss while Harry's gone. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, she is. Yeah, okay. it's going to be sick. I was going to build up to it a bit more. Nah, it's mean. I'm pumped about it. It's going to be sick. I'm going to change the name of the brand. I'm going to delete all the socials. I'm going to change the music stream to just be System of a Down and K-pop songs that I like back to back. Uh, it's going to be mean. I'm going to run it with an iron fist. We're all getting in 7 a.m. We're here to 7 p.m. <laughs> Don't even blink. Nah. Have you, have you made the same joke to uh, Big Big Boss Lucy? And Lucy was like, oh, well, don't, don't do that. Yeah, I don't think she's she's new to my humour. I think she thought I was actually going to do it, which was a little bit jarring because I'm like, damn, you really think I'd do that? Like, <laughs> she thinks that. Shit. <laughs> um, but no, Evie's, Evie's actually been on the Taiki team and the project in general and at Radio New Zealand, which, spoiler, we're part of as our parent company. Um, longer than anyone here, including myself. And um, yeah, there's no one better to, to lead Tahi through this tumultuous time of me being away she's going to do a great job Um, to be fair the entire time I've known Harry he hasn't taken leave at all (laughs) so like it is quite a sleigh that you get to have a break but I'm also like I don't actually know what it's like without you being here because you're never on leave Um, and then also big ups to Sotomalo and Waimirirangi as well Um, yeah both of them Joined the Tahi team this year, so newer additions to the team, but the impact is already felt every single day. Um, yeah, and just as, a, as much faith as I have, um, because Evie's running the ship, is they'll be contributing greatly to Tahi. And um, yeah, special shout out to Waimiru Rangi, six weeks in, and already smashing it. Woo! Um, such a quick learner. Um, really, really good at... Um, keeping herself busy and finding things to keep improving Tahi on every day. Um, and then Sotomalo as well is going to be taking over the music stream and the music duties on top of everything else. So um, And putting the podcast audio together. So Talking like you're going to die or something. I know, dude. you're like, Jesus. you're like, and going then on when holiday, I'm gone. Fuck, Harry, you're going to get back and you're going to be like, man, Europe changed me. I can already see it. Mm. I'm a Pisces. <sighs> what is that called? I just like saying I'm a Pisces. Well... That's good. I got my nails painted. And he got his nails painted. Thank you, Harry. Is a quarter-life crisis a thing? Harry's oh. already had his quarter-life crisis, bro. <laughs> I was there for that. Like Two things. I'm 27. I'm not living to 108. You might. So it's not my quarter-life crisis. I got goals, man. I got goals. It's probably closer to my third-life crisis than my quarter-life crisis. And, yeah, Evie's right. I already had it. <laughs> so, we're in the ups. Hey, well... Harry will be back in over a month's time. Until then, we're holding down the fort. If you're like, hey, where's Harry? He's probably enjoying himself while we're here suffering, grinding in the trenches, thugging it out. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning on in today. Big shout out to our guests. Uh, And until we see you next time, we say Tofa Soi 4 and... Car Keats, see you next Tuesday. Carist of the Keats. Carist of the Keats. Schwell. Schwell.